0: Yeah, I'm good. Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much, Amy. Um, I was not expecting that at all. And uh, sorry, my family, I am an alcoholic and an addict. My problem is Marcia. And uh, normally, (laughs) normally, I uh, will follow that up by saying I'm living in the solution. But I I know I'm in a jacked up mood today. Um, A few things set me off this morning. And I, you know, emotional sobriety, self regulation, all that stuff. I'm still learning that because like you know when when my fuse gets lit you know you know i i I tend to just go off um because you know when my fuse is not lit um my normal state is the zombie apocalypse is coming and and (laughs) because i haven't like figured out that whole peace and serenity thing that everybody talks about so um so thank you very much amy um for that um usually the reason why i I wait till the end one because i'm usually i multitask i'm a hummingbird on red bull That's what uh, I'm known as. Right. So I'm usually multitasking, which I shouldn't be doing. I can think to myself, uh, former sponsors would probably like I'd get the smack in the back of the head, like just sit down and shut up, just sit down and stop. And I'm just I'm all over the place. So that's what it is. Um, But um, but yeah, and I, I normally what comes out of my mouth is usually so far from like removed from what anybody else said. I usually do it so that I can run away at the end of the meeting. So that I don't have to sit there and go, okay, I wonder what they thought of what I said or whatever, or I don't have to like defend what I'm saying, but that's because I'm used to traditional meetings. I'm so used to traditional meetings. Um, I I discovered the agnostics ones and now it's like, oh my gosh, I can say what I'd like to say. And, you know, especially after coming here, I didn't know that the F word could be used so many times until I heard Mark. (laughs) <laughs> I was like oh my goodness it's a noun it's a pronoun it's a verb it's an adjective it's <laughs> that is that is crazy so um so um well so th- and thank you very much I, I I'm very honored to be here I um, discovered these uh th- these agnostic meetings um but I was in a mood and my sponsor said go find something that's going to help that smile come back and um you know he's uh he's a pretty good guy. You know, he really is. He said, go find your smile. And that's how I discovered that the first day that I was ever in West, uh, um, West side agnostic. Um, when I introduced myself, I said, my sponsor told me to find my smile and somebody had a cat on their lap. And that's what made me smile. And um, so I'm home. Like I thought I was home before in regards to within myself um, and my alcoholism and my drug addiction and all, but I like now it's like, Holy cow. So, um, I am. Um, I do uh, service work for a 24-hour um, home group. It's a 24-hour meeting, um, and it's a you know traditional meeting. Um, and uh, normally, I can sit there and censor out the things that happen that, that that they talk about. And what I'm all about um, anybody can find recovery if you truly work for it, if uh, if the desire is there and you truly truly want it. I, I don't care how it comes. It can you know traditional AA uh, agnostic. If you need to you know, kiss a purple elephant every day in order to stay clean, then, then more power to you. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I am, I am a true believer in that. But um, I did get sober in traditional AA. And uh, now with Zoom, um, I had an issue with Zoom when it first started. Um, because of course, um, COVID happened to me to just mess up my life. And how dare you take my meetings away from me. And you know, my head right up my butt. It spends a lot of time there. So and my, um, my first sponsor, I've had six of them, um, by the way, <laughs> my first sponsor called me and he's, and he's, um, and he's uh, he's, Ar- he's Irish, um, can't remember where he was. Um, I can't remember. Where anyway, so in his um, speak is the, the accent, I love the accent, by the way, I barely understand a shit thing he's saying, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and his, in his accent, he said to me, you know, this after my whining and complaining, and, and I refer to that um, as uh, driving the BMW, bitch, moan and whine. I do it regularly um but at that time I didn't know how to park it um I do now but so I'm bitching about something and he called me up and he said in his accent you know how are you honoring the fifth tradition of the program if you're sitting there with your head up your arse complaining about something that you have no control over like seriously um and it was those words that got me into um zoom oh the other thing he said is and I said because it's it's like you know it's a bunch of perverted people sitting around with like looking at these he goes don't flatter yourself, honey. All the people are not sitting around jerking off to you. Okay, that's not what it's about. And I was like, and that's the sort of pre- people that I've had in my life. That's the way I need to be spoken to, be reminded, because I do think the world, the, the world revolves around me. The sun does rise and set out of my butt, you know, when I say it, and that is the attitude that I had. And it was, it took a lot. It took a lot to you that I'm, I'm happy to say that I, I, I don't know. I don't think that way anymore. <laughs> I also have to remember that this is not a program of lying. I, I, I'm trying not to lie. I'm a, I'm a constitutional liar. I was born lying. I came out as a girl and I tried to convince everybody I was a boy. It was, you know, that that's me, you know, and, and it w- went from lying as a survival skill to lying as a sport. And uh, there's a lot of things that, that went that way. So, um, so on the 24 hour meeting this morning, um, they were talking about um, uh, one of the readings and, uh, uh, basically, basically, I think it was the, the part that they were talking about, um, um, you know, if, if, if you're atheist or, or not, or whatever, as long as you, and that's where I stop, <laughs> you know, as, as long, because then it goes, goes into talking about the whole thing about God. I, I don't like the God word, um, for various, various reasons. Um, my mother is a devout Christian. I mean, you come to the bath, you come to our house and you got to go to the bathroom. God is looking at you as you cop a squat because there's Jesus on the bath mats, there's Jesus on the walls. It's it's everywhere. This my mother's always been like that, always been like that. Now I've learned to accept her for who she is, um, because she stopped shoving it down my throat and uh, and and all that. So um, you know it's uh you know that's only one of the reasons why I can't stand the word. It kind of sort of makes me cringe. But um, <clears throat> um I I I said my piece on the thing this morning and I instantly got chastised by a bunch of people. And it's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a second. You know, this open-mindedness that we're supposed to have, if you can shove it down my throat, right, then then you can listen to me for, for 30 seconds because that's all I, you know, it's a very simple thing. And sometimes I get frustrated with that. But, you know, having said that, I have met a lot of people in traditional AA that have been very good with me. Um, so just to backtrack a bit, I, uh, I was born in Jamaica, came to Canada when I was five um, on a resentment. No, sorry, two, three on a resentment. Um, because my mother left me in Jamaica to come here and make a, a better place for us. Um, but my mom left me, you know, that's where the sentence ends. And so you know, I, I came on a resentment, I didn't know what resentment meant until I was introduced to y'all. I think I should set a timer because sometimes I love the sound of my own voice. Um, sorry. <laughs> so um, so I came, um, uh, I came to Canada, my there was just my, my brother and I um, and then when I was uh, ten and thirteen, my, my mother had uh, two more kids, my little sisters, um, um, who want to have nothing to do with me. They can't stand me. They they think that uh, one, they were born into the wrong family because they're they're too good for, for everybody else and and me because I'm uh, well, I'm I'm not going to tell you what they call me, but <laughs> so um, you know I um I I uh, my mother worked a lot. My mother okay. My mother helped me learn the word integrity because. She's a good woman, but, and she did the best that she could, which is what y'all hear all the time, right? So um, my mother wasn't a snuggly, cuddly sort of, you know, let's hug, because my grandmother, oh, my grandmother, whoa, I don't know how my mother survived my grandmother. Um, so I get it, I get it. So because of that, um, my mother used to leave us with a lot of different people. Um, I'm a survivor of incest, I've have, I have, I have been raped, I've been, um, you know, mal- all of those things that you could possibly think of as a child. Um, but they weren't negative things to me because I was, I've always been in a, uh, uh, looking for that comfort. And as a child, I didn't know that what was being done to me was wrong. And it became a comfort. Um, it wasn't until I became a teenager and that where I learned that it was, it was wrong. And that's where the shame sunk in. And it's sunk in deep, <laughs> um, deep to the point that, I mean, I've been out of a relationship for 17 years now and I'm okay with that <laughs> um, sort of thing. So I'm still working on things, right? So, um, but uh, my mother, uh, she told me a few things also when I was a child that, um, that uh, um, I, I basically had a lot of strikes against me before I started. Um, she told me because I was a woman, I was going to have a problem um, in the world because I was a black woman. I was going to have a problem in the world and um, I am gay. And she said, three strikes, you're out, basically, because now you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. It's bad enough, you're gonna have those problems, but now you're gonna be alone for the rest of your life. So um, my goal in life was to prove her wrong. Um, the um, The things that became a comfort to me as a child then turned into um, a lot of violent um, stuff. So um, I, I started to develop a lot of, uh, of, of hate um, and everything. Um, you know, I, I I have an issue with the word God, because when you when you're, you know, seven years old and you have, you know, 500 pound burly man on top of you telling you that he's doing things to you because it's in the name of God. Um, you, you kind of sort, I kind of sort, you develop a, a dislike for the word. Um, so, um, so all of that. So I've got, I, I'm seeking attention. I'm seeking love. Um, and now I got anger on top of that. And. Um, and this attitude that uh, uh, now the world owes me a favor because you know look at me um, these are all the things that are going on I need I need to say that um, the things that happened to me um, those are things that are in my past they're over um, people have taken away my childhood they're not going to take away my adulthood okay so I've dealt with these things and I and I, I if I can help anybody out in any way whatsoever um, then I will um, <clears throat> so that's that's how I grew up right. Um, Did not have my first drink. I started drinking at 16, weekend warrior sort of thing. But my drug addiction kicked in at 28. And things went to hell in a handbasket from there. Um, I don't really remember what happened between age 30 and 42. Yes, there's 12 years in there that I really don't, I, I could, I could tell you a lot of stories because I love to make up stories. I found out that's called lying. Um, so i'm trying not to do that <laughs> um so uh, I, i'm not going to so um, i've got to a lot of anger i've got a lot of you know typical stuff and it's pour uh, you pour alcohol on that and it's like you know the fuel and everything so um you know um the the end of my using it and, and, and drinking I, I lived in a bush um no sorry th- four years before i i read this um, i lived in a bush i smelled so bad i i swear i don't know how i managed to get that stink off of me and i still thought i was the gift to the world that y'all wanted me. Everybody wanted me. It was about that. Um, my brother came, I was living in a neighboring city. Uh, um, he came and picked me up uh, with a, one of those cube vans and put me in the back. And, and, and I wasn't allowed at the front. And then I got out of the thing. My mother hosed me down before um, I, I could come anywhere near the house and, and everything like that. And, and I remember when, once I was finally in the house and I was standing in the shower and, and like hot water, I don't know what hot water was. It was, it was insane. Um, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, At this point now, like to get me there, I was like the drinking took over to a level that a lot of you do understand. Um, I did become um, a a drug addict as an IV user, as a crackhead, anything you want to talk about it. Um, But it was only in the stimulants. I've not done the opiates and I'm very happy that um, the way like I inject cocaine and, and, and the way I, I, I took to that to the point that it scared me from everything else, but I was a dirty user. I was like a gutter junkie. <laughs> it was crazy. And, um, and I'm standing in the shower and I'm telling myself, okay, this is it, I'm done. But you know, the, 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 the that, uh, obsession that they talk about and, and the cravings, they were, oh, they were so hard. I can remember crying, crying and, and not wanting to drink, not wanting to do drugs, whatever. And as I'm going to pick these things up, I, I'm like the, the tears and everything. And I couldn't find what, what was in me in order to stop. I didn't know. I didn't know how, I didn't know what that meant. What do you, what do you mean? Stop. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I went from something that was, you know, a day to day, you know, Hey, have fun, whatever to I me. Mean, I worked in a daycare center for 25 years and the dealers used to come there. I used to deal out of there. I used to use, I used to, you know, making amends to the, to, to, to where I needed to make amends was really hard. Um, but I'm very happy that I did because, you know, I had the honor of looking after these people's children and, and it was just it's crazy, um, you know, and I don't even like kids. Uh, but I say that with love because I only did it because they pay attention to me. You know, they call me and they're fun and I'm the center of their world, <laughs> you know, um, but that's what it got to. So at the end, you know, after getting out of the shower and my mother gave me and I'll talk about this a lot. And so you'll hear it a lot. My mother gave me some fresh clothes and I put on a clean pair of underwear for the first time in probably about five years. And that meant the world to me. And so now I know today, that's part of my morning routine. And if I am off in any way, all right? First thing that people ask me that know me, Marsha, you got clean underwear on? And that brings me back to today. It brings me back to the here and now. Because I spend two. if I live in those other places, I'm going to, it's just going to get crazy. So I'm going to talk just about how the recovery has gone for me. Um, so in 2003, I was introduced to a 12-step program. Um, from a detox. And I heard this um, man, he, he was, oh, he was old, man. Like, you know, then I found out later that, you know, that he was only like in his forties, but to me, he was old and he's got this finger in my face going, rarely have we seen a person fit. And they got to the God thing. And I, and I left that rehab. I left off the, I jumped over the back fence, you know, I could have walked out the front door, but I jumped over the back fence because I'm not going to do this God thing. I've had enough of this. And no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and, uh, I would be, I was in and out for 15 years before I finally pulled my head out of my ass and said, I, okay, I'm done. And that was a lie. I just lied to you. I didn't pull my head out of my ass. <laughs> somebody said something to me that got me to stop and start valuing myself for who I was. And, um, somebody just looked at me and said, you know, you're just a liar. You're a liar. I'll always be a liar. I can't trust you. And for whatever reason, Having those words said to me was worse than when I lived in that bush and I had bugs crawling around thinking that I was you know, the gift to the world. That was worse than when I used to, um, I, I used to love when it rained because I didn't have to get water to do my injections because I just used the puddles off the ground. That's it. it. It was worse to me than anything that I'd ever been in regards to a physical bottom was having this person look at me and call me a liar. I don't want to be a liar anymore. And I made up my mind right in that moment that I'm going to do this recovery thing and then that little voice said, yeah, but you got to get down on your knees and pray to God. And, and I said, no, I don't. No, I don't. I had, I, I started going to the meetings. They all, I, I didn't know about agnostic meetings. Um, and I go into these meetings and they'd say, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to recover. And I would, and I'd sit there and I'd cry. You weren't going to chase me out. You were not going to chase me out of those meetings, but I'd be damned if I was going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I think like nowadays, I hope people are being careful with their words I mean, I, I was strong enough to be able to say, I'm going to stay and you're not going to chase me out of this program, but people, other people aren't. And, and who knows the devastation and destruction that one can do just by their words. But I sat in those meetings, I sat in those meetings and then I met my first sponsor, Patty. And Patty got sober in Ireland when AA was just starting. Like he's old <laughs> and he's awesome. And, uh, and I used to complain about things. And, and so um, I said, I can't do the steps because of that God thing. So he came to my place one day with a piece of paper and a marker. And he said, uh, and he said, cross off what I tell you. And so we crossed off all the God and the prayer and the meditation, all that stuff. He said, now read it. And if you read it without that stuff in it, he goes, that's how the program heals you. Okay. So do the program, all this other stuff. Don't worry about it for now. Don't worry about it for now. Step three came along and he said, I'm not asking you to kiss Buddha's ass. I'm not asking you to make up a new religion. I'm not asking you to do anything that make a freaking decision. Do you want to do this program or not? I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, And that's what it was. You know, I, uh, I went into a program after getting a D a DUI and I had two other people come into my life that changed my life. Right. Um, this, another Irish, Irish man, you know, he was the counselor at this program. I've been to rehab three times, didn't stick. Um, and he looked at me and he said, "Will you once in your life, just sit down, shut up, take that damn hat off your head and give yourself a chance and for the first time I sat down, I, I challenge authority, you you stabbed up to me. And even though I'm like, you know, tiny little thing or whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to challenge you. Um, but I didn't this time. And, uh, you know, that part in the book, book that says uh, no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Uh, I'm going to challenge that too, because I came into the rooms because I there's this woman. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and my hormones followed her into the room. And because uh, I did. I did mention i was gay right okay okay so don't look so stunned okay (laughs) my hormones followed her and i wanted i wanted a piece of that and this was the first person um in the first woman that i've ever met that i i became friends with like real friends and i stopped viewing um women as um um, objects and uh, because that's how i viewed myself from my past um and she was the first person that um i won i've never had a physical relationship with. And she's the first person in my life that I've never lied to. Um, And the only reason I kept coming back to meetings was because she was there. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I think she knew that because I tell you, hook, line, and sink, I stopped looking at her and I started listening to what was going on. Um, I was still rebelling against the whole God thing, but something about this program was starting to sink into me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, I locked myself in a closet to read the, to read the big book. I used to argue it, but I'd never read the damn thing. And I decided, OK, I'm going to. And I locked myself in a closet because I didn't want anybody to know I actually read the big book. <laughs> um, and I'd go to these meetings and I'd just rebel and rebel and rebel and rebel. And, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine was with me one day and she's a very big book person, very into that, whatever. And we were talking about something and I said, yeah, but you know what? I just I'm, I I don't care about that. And she said, OK. And that that messed me up because she didn't challenge me. I said, what do you mean? OK, she goes, believe what you want. I said, no, 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 wait a second. You're supposed to be fighting against me. To she goes, just believe what you want. And we started having these conversations about recovery that didn't have anything to do with me going, getting down on my knees and praying or whatever it is. And that is where my life actually changed. And I realized, you know what, I can do this program and I don't have to get down on my knees to do anything. And I don't have to believe in a God. I believe, I honestly believe in um, um, the, the power of positivity. And the more positive, uh, positive I am, um, the more better things come to me. And if they don't, that's okay too. These are the things that I'm, I've learned in recovery. Um, the, the, the woman that I followed into, she put me on a positivity challenge because she said, you've got to be the angriest, grumpiest woman I've ever met. And every time something negative came out of my mouth, she had me back it up with something positive for six months. And I don't know why I listened to her. I don't know why I did it. And now it's very hard for me to say something negative without something positive following behind it. So that meeting this morning, it jacked me up. It really did. And they were talking about all these things and I was really pissed off. And I almost told somebody off. You know, the great thing about that was I learned something new about myself today. You know, that that I can, uh, uh, that, that that people can recover from different ways. That I can sit in a meeting and I, and I can talk about things with some because by the end of that, two people reached out to me and said, where can I find these agnostic meetings? And that was the reason that I, that, that 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 did it for me. You know, I'm about helping people. I will always support. I will not validate your bullshit. I will not, but I will help. I will help because the hand of A, a is going to, is always going to be there. So for me and my recovery, okay, so it took me 15 years to get my head out of my ass. It's a lot about a personal accountability. The things that happened to me in my past did not cause this. I'm an alcoholic because when I drink, bad things happen. When I drink, I start drinking in Toronto. I wake up in Los Angeles with seven days in between. I have no idea what happened and how I got there. Right. I drink because I'm an, al- I, I'm, I'm an alcoholic because I've got that allergy. I've got the obsession and I get obsessed over anything. Like, come on. When I took you took the drugs and alcohol away, I tried to masturbate myself out of existence. That didn't work. I started buying scratch cards. I, I you know, fried chicken, you know, makes me feel good. I can eat that until the cows come home. I'm all about, you know, that exterior thing. But But that same person, um, she gave me um, this little emblem and it said, um, I am strong, I am powerful, I'm beautiful. And in the middle, it said, I am enough. And she looked at me and in that moment, that's when I started to believe I could get better. She said, I'm gonna help you realize that everything you've always wanted is already inside you. And I've been working on myself for a long time. And this is about self-care and it's about self-love. And I might be harsh. I might be hard on myself and everything like that. But I tell you, um, I love myself today, you know? I do things according to the three A's, right? It's acceptance, uh, awareness, acceptance, and, and action that keeps me accountable. Right. And my, my awareness, I know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Um, it's the acceptance part and the action part that I kind of sort of have a hard time with because I'm lazy. I feel like things should just come to me. That's what I thought the program was going to do. If I just read the steps on the walls and that's me working a program and everything is going to be fine. You know, um, life is not great all the time, but you know what, it's better than anything I've ever experienced. And, and I look forward to each day. I used to wake up in the morning and, and, and go shit, how, how, why do I have to do this again? I don't want to do this again. Um, and it, and and it would, it would hurt to wake up in the morning. Um, and now it's like, I, I, I wake up and, and, hey, the first thing that I thought, I got to pee. <laughs> first thought, you know, it's not about where am I going to get, and who am I going to get, and how am I going to get, or anything like that. The first thought that goes through my head is I got to pee. And that's amazing. That may not seem like anything to y'all, but it's huge for me. It's absolutely huge. So um, I listen a lot. I, I, I take things in. Um, I um, I follow the principles of, uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous. There's 12 principles that I started off with. Uh, I had to learn the definitions of them. And that's how I live my life today. And, um, and, and I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, go call your dang sponsor because I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I say that with all the love, all the love in the world, because I spent so much time caring about those things that I almost lost my own sobriety again. And, uh, you know, as I said, you know, I, I'll support and everything like that. If you don't like what's being said, which is what I had to come to understand, then that's Okay. Um, if we were all the same, then life would be a little boring. Right. So um, I hold myself accountable for the things that I've done because, you know, my life today is because of my choices and my decisions. Um, and I, yeah, I've got this little voice in my belly um, that's always been there. Um, I call her Bev for belly voice. Right. It's my natural instincts. That's the natural instincts that has been cared, that have been screaming at me since I was a child. Um, that would tell me to do the right thing, and I never did the right thing. And I listen to that voice now, and I listen so well and intently. And that voice tells me that you know I am okay, and no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. And so, you know, I I, I have a great job uh, working in mental health. I've got a cat. <laughs> I've got my mom. She lives upstairs with my stepdad. Um, I've got and I've got and I've got my 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 recovery family. And uh, when when life gets too much, you know, I remind myself that um, you know it could be worse. Uh, and when I still say, okay, March to the slogans and whatever, it could be worse. Well, I change my perspective. I stand on my coffee table to get a different view of the world, or I'll go outside and I'll jump in a puddle or I'll throw a snowball or whatever it is, you know, get little fun loving stuff going because you know what, um, I'm not going to waste any more of my life doing all those things that, uh, that were out of my control. It's all in my control. It's all about my choices and I choose to be in recovery. I choose to be here. So, um. I, and I hope that's okay. And if it's not, you know, as Mark would say, fuck off. <laughs> and I say that with love. I love you all so much. And thank you for allowing me to be here. Um, thank you for my recovery. I'm going to stop now. I've talked way too long. Didn't say half the stuff I wanted to, but, you know, um, I carry my one-year medallion with me. It says, I am on the back. The two words that you put, uh, the words that you put after I am, that's what's going to carry you through. So um, tell yourself how amazing you are. Um, regardless if you're one day or a hundred years. I am awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, That's it for me. I'm done. That's my set.